0: welcome in to another episode of arsenal's angle i'm jordan arsenal and i'm joined as always by my lovely wife and today we're going to talk about colorism and how it permeates throughout the black community as well as it intersects with racism at times. We're going to ask each other a couple of questions and kind of keep it moving from there.
1: So when did you first realize or see colorism?
0: Uh, I first realized it really early. I didn't know exactly what to label it as, but it was just, you know, you would hear comments from certain people as, ooh, that boy black or, ooh, he too dark or things like that. It was directed at me a couple of times, but just for the most part you would see it Uh, To certain people, and it was always in a negative uh, light. They tried to paint them, so that uh, that kind of got me started in it. But one moment that stuck out to me and kind of really opened my eyes was, I was like a, a teenager, and I was at the barber shop, and it was just me, my barber, and a a woman's hair that he was cutting. And she was talking about you know the type of guy she likes and the color range that she goes for. And for whatever reason, my barber used me as the barometer to check to see, you know, Which is how far or, or, you know, where she was with it. And he pointed to me and she was like, oh, no, he's too dark. And when I heard that, it kind of took it kind of startled me like, whoa, she had to come at me like that. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't really attacking me personally. But, and it, you know, I, I was didn't matter we wasn't interested in each other or anything like that but that from that moment it kind of opened my eyes as to wow this this is a really a thing and like people really have this type so uh from that point I just you know was more attentive to it and paid more attention so for you Liz obviously being on you know the light side of the spectrum when did you realize that um your skin complexion could be a benefit
1: so i did not have an organic experience of realizing it as a kid probably because it didn't affect me um so i noticed it first when i was about 13 or 14 my dad tried to explain it to me and how it had a certain level of privilege associated with it and he used alicia keys as an example at the time i was like a very hardcore alicia keys fan like had we, all her music we all loved her i know like i had the braids the hair the earrings damn had... you
0: swiss beats you messed up i
1: uh, know mm. um anyway so i was a big fan and my daddy explained to me that she had part of the reason that she was successful besides obviously all of her hard work and talent was because she was light-skinned and that was that was really hard for me to accept at the time like most people who hear about white privilege at the time i just was not ready to receive that message. It was hard to realize that, you know, we live in a system where it benefits you to be lighter. It consistently benefits you over and over and over again. And although I wasn't ready to see it then, after he said that, I started to notice how in my own life it benefited me. How in my own life I was treated, obviously I still experienced racism being black, but there was a sliding scale and I was treated better. And... I also noticed how a lot of the people that we listen to, the people that we vote for, if you think about the VP, all of those people are light-skinned. Yes, That's not a coincidence. Um, It's not per chance. And so that's when I noticed it was there. When did you realize that colorism could be dangerous to you?
0: Um, The multiple times that uh, I got stopped by police officers. Now this was, you know, a few years before the police brutality mm-hmm. shootings became like you know very popular, not mm-hmm. saying that they weren't happening, but just before it was plastered all over the news. Right
1: before the founding of Black Lives Matter. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: before those uh, movements, before that movement in particular, um, you know, one time I got stopped. Uh, I was driving on the main road, swerved a little bit because I think something either fell, shouldn't have been reaching for it, but whatever the case may be, something fell and uh, two. Two cops pulled me over, uh, asked me if, you know, I, I had drugs or whatever. I did that. Um, that, they let me go. Mm-hmm. But they were, they just checking on me, I guess, for whatever reason.
1: You know what stands out the most to me? When we came back from that Bible study in that expensive neighborhood, I, my boss used to live in an expensive neighborhood, and we went to our house. We were driving two separate cars because we had came from work. And so he, Jordan, left before me, and I was, like, right behind him. And he was driving through this neighborhood and I was behind him. And when I turned the corner, I saw that multiple police officers had stopped him. So at least two police cars had stopped him. And he had actually, I think they had actually to get out of the car. Yes. At which point I was absolutely shocked because there is, he wasn't speeding. We are just leaving the neighborhood. I mean, maybe five or six minutes out of the neighborhood. Right. So it was crazy to me that he would need to get out of the car for anything. Absolutely anything. And that's when they had profiled you. They basically said they were looking for someone like you or you fit the description. And that's not the only time that happened. There have yeah. been multiple occasions where you have been pulled over by the police since I've known you. And that's just in the time that I was actually with you.
0: Right. And one time in particular, uh, I was driving to get a haircut. Um, and four cop cars uh, pulled me over just out of nowhere. I wasn't speeding, wasn't doing, wasn't breaking any type just of traffic laws. Just like the time laws. before. Right. And they got on the little megaphone, told me, step out the car and and all this, ran my plate, checked my license and all this. Then they let me go and they told me, uh, we thought you were someone else that had committed some crime that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And I I guess they saw a black guy, but I wasn't the particular black guy they were looking for. So they just thought, you know, they had to stop me just in case uh, for whatever reason. I was driving a car. You remember this car. cars? A bit wild, but again, no reason for them right. to.
1: But even after that wild car, even when you were in a Corolla and we were in Mississippi.
0: Yes. Um, driving on the highway. Uh, why did he stop me? Was I speeding? I don't. I recall. don't think so. No. I don't recall. You don't
1: generally speed.
0: I don't recall. I, I used to, but then the tickets Killed yeah. me.
1: Yeah. I mean, not our youth, but at uh, this point, we was old. We was in Mississippi.
0: Right. So pulled over um we had zora at the time so she was in the back as as long as as well as ain't maddie and he pulled us over and he walked up did the normal check license or whatever then he was asking me he asked something about I don't remember some of the questions he asked but it was like it was to, weird it was it like was a awkward. screening uh-huh. it's like he was trying to uh-huh. screen me to see uh-huh. what kind of person i was yep. and then after i guess i answered the question or he like,
1: looked in the back too right. it was weird even maddie was like what what just happened
0: so i guess i passed the test or so like he see that i was a human being i yeah. guess because i had other people with me he was like you're a good one or you're one of the good ones or something like that. Yes, it was something
1: that made you skin crawl, like made you feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, you've done this before and it didn't always go well. So
0: that led me to wonder after we had left that if I wouldn't have had my family with me, at the very least I would have gotten a ticket. I don't know what else would have happened, but I at least would have got a ticket. So those interactions, various interactions with multiple police officers kind of you know just brought it back to you can never like i used to always think that if i presented myself a certain way that, that you
1: could rid yourself
0: yes that i it would be less likely that something could happen to me like worrying about wearing things like a do-rag or that doesn't change how they look at you no like that's not going to change your skin complexion no or, wh- no regardless of what you wear like it doesn't matter even the
1: different cars you drive right like there are things like you were in multiple different cars i mean who's stopping somebody in a corolla let's just take a moment
0: right so that those situations were eye openers to me just making me realize like man you can wear a polo all you want it doesn't matter you're still black
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and so, i'm sure people realize that when they see professionals and like all sorts of black people who still experience racism
0: exactly well when we we had an earlier episode where we talked about um, your, the birth story of Zora mm-hmm. and how, you know, we were we were not rich or anything like that. So <laughs> it could be just tossed up as, oh, another poor person. But when Beyonce and Serena Williams have these same type of problems, you know it goes beyond how much money you make.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So Liz, uh, what do you think was the biggest difference? Uh, obviously, light-skinned and dark-skinned people both experience racism Mm -hmm. what do you think though from a colorism aspect is the biggest difference between light skin and, and dark skinned people
1: so i think that light skinned people don't have to experience racism in their own community absolutely whereas i think dark skinned people do and i think that most of us have a bias and i think when you start to you know become aware of that then you can start to make change but it takes that first step in a being aware and then being comfortable enough to see it and you know i also think we have to pay attention when we see victims of police brutality what do they look like you know are we hearing that same refrain that somebody was afraid somebody was threatened Mm -hmm. why what are we seeing and not just that they're black like that's important hard stop but what else do we see Who are the people that we need to uplift the most? And it's not always the people that we find most palpable.
0: Right. I think that that's that's definitely the message here. So, guys, that's all we have for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening and tune in next week. We'll talk then. Peace.